Hey, my name is Chris Williams, and you are now listening to the Grow Your Side Business Podcast. I help ambitious employees grow a profitable side business. If you haven't had an opportunity yet, go check out growyoursidebusiness.com where we've got all the content, the tips, the strategies, and more. You're in the right place at the right time, and we're here to help you grow a serious profitable side business. Let's listen to today's episode. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Chris Williams here back with another episode. This is Massive Action Monday, and I thought today what I'd like to share with you are four mistakes that are commonly made in your side business. Now, if you don't know, my name is Chris Williams. I am the host of the Grow Your Side Business podcast where I help high achieving employees build high profitable side businesses. If you wanna know more, you can go to growyoursidebusiness.com or join me on the Side Business Masterclass that is held every other week. You can go to sidebusinessmasterclass.com, join the free webinar to come learn more mistakes and more tips on how I can help you be able to build a profitable side business. Now, in today's episode, here's what I'd like to do. I, I wanna kinda talk through a few different mistakes that I've made and ones that I constantly hear uh, being made on a consistent basis as it relates to your side business. Now, these are in no particular order, but just a way to be able to sum up um, these four particular mistakes. So let me kind of tell you what the four are, and then I'm gonna tell you, uh, I'll cover the details in all of them. Number one, uh, failing to define your goals. Um, I'll talk about there's two versions of goals that really need to be defined as you're setting out to build your side business. The second mistake that's made is not managing your time effectively. Third, underpricing your product or service. And then fourth, neglecting self-care. So I wanna kind of lay those four out to you right now. And then what I wanna do is I, I wanna break these four down because I think in order for us to be uh, healthy for ourselves, for our families, for our children, for the business itself, we've got to make sure that we've we've considered all four of these these particular mistakes. So let's start with the first one. Uh, the first one is failing to define your business goals. Now, I think personally, when you have a demanding day job and you have a demanding family life. At some point, you're going to have to draw a line and invite the family to help you with building the business. What do I mean by that? You might have to talk to your spouse and say, hey, listen, I need a few days a week of focus time and so many hours in each of those days to really be able to build this business. If I'm doing that, can you handle the kids, right? Uh, if I'm doing that, if you have no kids, hey, if I'm doing that, could you take care of dinner? Hey, if I'm doing that and it's a Saturday is one of those days, could you, you know, handle the dishes and the trash and things of that nature? Right. But my point is, y'all, we, we have to start um, creating margin because I think, unfortunately, for many of us, when we hear grow your side business, you're like, yeah, I would, but I'm too busy. And you know what we never do is challenge our busyness. We never challenge ourselves to say, well, wait a second, what would have to happen in order for me to build a high value side business? What would I have to change? What would have to be different? What things would I have to include? Instead of just immediately dismissing it, why don't you start challenging your current assumptions about being quote unquote too busy? Because not, a, not all of us are too busy to do the things that we want to do. That's just real talk, right? So, so there's two different goals when you talk about uh, the mistake that I see when we when we talk about not defining our goals. I think one, we don't define a goal for the business and two, we don't define a goal for ourselves. What do I mean by that? So why should you define a goal for the business? 
Because I think personally, or I will say, I found myself having uh, unrealistic expectations in the first like six months of a business. In the first first year of the business, I set too many unrealistic expectations. And the only person that's upset of, at unrealistic expectations is me. But I take it out on my family, take it out on the kids, take it out on myself because I, I don't do the fourth one, which is the fourth mistake. We'll talk about that when I start neglecting myself. I think if I work harder at the thing that's not well-defined, somehow it's going to get better. That's not true. Sometimes you have to pause and reassess so you can see clearly. Sometimes you got to bring in somebody else and let them put their fresh eyes on it and you listen objectively without emotion, right? So I think sometimes when we don't set realistic goals, like if you're just starting, like I honestly would 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 make customer acquisition the overall goal, but what does that look like in the first three months? Maybe the first three months, all I'm really doing is I might be giving my services away to a few people so I can get some social proof and then charging. Maybe the first six months, I only, you know what? All I want to make sure I get is 15 to 20 customers. Okay. But I, I think sometimes we set these unrealistic expectations and then we're the only one that's upset. Because by the way, your family is not responsible for your side business. They may participate, but it's your vision. And if you don't involve them in that vision and they don't understand what you're looking to do and how they play a part, if they do at all, then you can't be upset with anybody but you for poorly communicating and having unrealistic expectations. OK, so that's the first one. Defining your 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 personal goals for yourself are maybe my goal is to make sure that I'm working my business three to four days a week, three to four hours each of those days. Okay, then if that's all I'm going to give myself, then that means I have to set margin. I have to be patient with myself. I heard this um, really great way of looking at this. Sometimes you got to be aggressively patient with your goals and yourself, right? Like, meaning if I said Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, or Tuesday, thir uh, Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday is when I'm working on my business, and I'm working four hours each day on those business on that business. Well, then if that's all the time I'm giving myself, I can't compare myself to the person that's working 40 hours a week on their side business, meaning they work a full eight hour day job and they're working eight hours at night. We're going to have two varying different experiences, right? What I can do, though, this is the interesting thing. Even if you're working a, like double the time on your side business and, and maybe some of you have you know, made a decision that right now I can't give that but I can't give like three or four hours. Okay, great. You need to figure out how you can be efficient with that time, which is mistake number two. See, because even if you're saying, okay, I'm only going to work my, my side business three to four hours, three to four days a week. That's great. I'm glad you have that. But what are you actually working on? What does Monday look like versus Wednesday versus Friday? Right? How do you wrap up? How do you assess? How are you making sure that you're actually staying on track? Are you letting somebody hold you accountable? Like, do you even understand what uh, what it takes to make your business profitable? Do you understand customer experience? Do you understand client acquisition? Like, that's what. Like, I think the thing that I realized 
in building a business was I had all of these holes in my understanding of what it took to actually ask to have the right to ask somebody to pay me for a product or service. Hey, Side Business Pros, I'm happy to announce that today you can go to SideBusinessMasterclass.com and you can register for some of our more relevant topics that we are covering right now in webinar format. That's right. So if you go to SideBusinessMasterclass.com right now, you can register for our webinar of the four mistakes high achieving employees make when building a side business. That's right. I want to cover the stuff that I wish somebody would have told me. You can go there right now. Go to SideBusinessMasterclass.com right now. Register for the actual webinar. You do not want to miss it. I'm going to cover all four and show you how to avoid them. But more importantly, some things you can do on the back end. So go to SideBusinessMasterclass.com right now. SideBusinessMasterclass.com right now. Let's get back to the show. And I think because we hear people and we see all of these gurus and we see like these stories. Yes, those stories are real. I'm not going to ever deny anybody their real uh, situation because it probably is real for them. But there's so many little things in the background that take time for you to learn or you will you will lose because you haven't been willing to learn those things. Um, I heard Alex Ramosi mentioned he was at a conference one time and, and a gentleman was on stage and he asked the lady, you know, hey, how much do you make in your day job? And she said, like, sixty thousand dollars. He said, OK, um, you know, for every day. For everything, uh, for every day that goes by and you say you want to make a million dollars, you know, it's costing you a million dollars a day, a, a year because for the stuff that you don't know. Right. So, you know, if you have these wildly ideas about, you know, um, you know what something, you know, could be, you know, you want to make thirty thousand dollars a month. OK, awesome. Thirty thousand dollars a month is pretty good money. But are you going to be honest with yourself about the fact that if you work your day job today, and you only make $6,000 a month, there's something you don't understand yet to get you to 30. And you gotta be accepting of that and you gotta be willing to go out and get the information. Look, I'm, I'm gonna be real with y'all. It costs to get speed. It just does. It costs you something to get speed. And some of us are very um, cheap in our day lives. So when you hear the cost of what it costs to work with somebody, or to get coaching from somebody, or to buy a course, or to do a thing, you get upset because you're not actually used to paying for anything that costs anything. But here's the interesting part. What you're not willing to pay for is what you pay for every day in ignorance, right? That's another kind of hormosism. So, and I love that because it makes me get off my butt. <laughs> it makes me go, I have to get out here and focus on the things that I currently don't know, go wherever that information lies, pay whatever it costs to be there, and use my brain to understand how to implement that thing into my business so I no longer am ignorant in that area, right? So you have to decide, what, how am I using my time right now? And where is my time going? I, I mentioned this before, uh, but it's really important that you start doing a time audit instead of saying what you cannot do because of X. Where are your time wasters? If you have not yet looked at your social media app 
and gone into your settings and looked at where it says uh, time spent on the app, you are fooling yourself if you think you barely spend any time on social media. And guess what? It doesn't matter how much time you spend on social media. It matters what you're doing on there, but it also matters to say, I can no longer have the excuse to say, I'm not, I don't have time to be on there. You do, or, or to build my business. You do. You're just putting more time in social media than you are in your business, right? So um, look at um, ways you can create focus. Um, I've talked about this technique before, the Pomodoro technique. So uh, if you're going to work on a particular task, let's say uh, today for your side business, all you're going to focus on in your three or four hours is making content to put out on social media. Okay, perfect. Well, one, you need to turn off your phone. You need to close all the apps on your laptop, your desktop or whatever, and only open the things that are going to help you make content. Whether that's leveraging chat GPT for ideas, whether that's Googling uh, ideas on social media based on your product, service, and niche, whether that's looking at what's out there right now, what's hot topic and trends around those things, but you have to shut out everything else. Put a timer on your phone for 20 minutes, put your phone on, do not disturb, and let's do the work, right? Maybe the first 30 minutes is coming up with ideas. Maybe the next hour is actually shooting the content. So some people say, oh, well, Chris, my content doesn't look like yours. It doesn't have to. Guess what you have? You have a cell phone. You have a camera on the back of that cell phone. If you think the camera on the back of that cell phone is not as good as whatever DSLR thing you think you need, you're fooling yourself. And it's just another excuse that you give yourself for the reason why you won't produce content. Okay. Turn that camera around. Speak loud enough so that it's picked up in the audio and go ahead and shoot your content. Instead of comparing yourself to people who's been doing it for years, why don't you just put out the content as dirty as it is, right? Clean your camera lens, but like get in the habit of actually publishing content and eventually you will start to be able to tweak the small things, right? So if one of your days in, in, in your work of three or four days a week is just making content for your side business, then just do that. Don't do that and scroll. Don't do that and watch everybody else. Don't do that and, you know, all these are the things that we do and it's not helping us be productive. Get on the phone, chat with your friends, comment here, comment. No, right now I'm making content. That's it. And that type of hyper-focus will allow you to create more, do more, execute on more, then telling yourself, I'm going to use these three or four hours and focus on five parts of my business. You're not going to be able to do that efficiently. Some people can. Some people are pretty good about like, you know, working multiple areas of their business. Well, it, it takes some time, right? De develop some muscle and all, uh, all those other things. If you are just working your day job and trying to continue to grow at the revenue of your side business, you have to focus. You're going to, you have to make some decisions and make some changes, right? So that's number two. The third mistake that happens a lot, which is if you are providing a, a consulting service or, you know, you're solving a problem for your customers and your software or product, you know, solves that problem for them. Some of us underprice ourselves and we do it because you've heard this idea 
that if I charge cheaper, then I'll get more clients. I'm gonna be real with you. I don't believe that. Because once you start charging cheaper, it's a race to the bottom. Commoditized products are a thing. And for everybody who sells a pen, you know, uh, you know, the pen started at three dollars. Somebody started paying, uh, giving people two ninety two two dollars and ninety cents. Somebody else came in at two fifty. Somebody else came in, and eventually, this you know, you're not making any money. The cost to make the product versus what you sell it for starts to get closer and closer and closer, right? Um, the service that you provide because you're trying to undercut all your competition. I don't think that's a smart strategy. What I do think is effective strategy is to look at what the your 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 competition is charging and I would honestly charge more. However, however, in Alex's book 100 million dollar offers, one of the things that he suggests is not only charge more, but I would ensure that if I'm charging more, they're getting more value. Listen, a hamburger is a hamburger is a hamburger. Okay, throw some cheese on there. I could charge 25 extra cents. But if I want to charge people and, and maybe the average is three bucks. But if I want to charge somebody eight dollars for my sandwich, a.k.a. Chick-fil-A, I better have an amazing product that out that is better than the competition. I better have service that's better than the competition. I better have an experience that's better than the competition. Chick-fil-A has all three. Okay. Hey, Side Business Pros, I'm happy to announce that today you can go to SideBusinessMasterclass.com and you can register for some of our more relevant topics that we are covering right now in webinar format. That's right. So if you go to SideBusinessMasterclass.com right now, you can register for our webinar of the four mistakes high achieving employees make when building a side business. That's right. I want to cover the stuff that I wish somebody would have told me. You can go there right now. Go to SideBusinessMasterclass.com right now. Register for the actual webinar. You do not want to miss it. I'm going to cover all four and show you how to avoid them. More importantly, some things you can do on the back end. So go to SideBusinessMasterclass.com right now. SideBusinessMasterclass.com right now. Let's get back to the show. Um, I went to Chick-fil-A recently and um, I was I had to go stand in line. And many of you know this right now, if, if you live near Chick-fil-A, those lines can be long as all get out. It's like a grand opening line, long. But you know why people don't mind standing in that line? Because they know the quality of food they're going to get is awesome. Secondly, they have people in the line with iPads taking orders. Third, you stand in a line, a long line at Chick-fil-A, it's gone in under two minutes. And people know that because they're efficient, they're good. And every single order I, I watched recently, I was I was actually today, I was in the line and I was I was counting the number of people that got their their order and when they checked the bag it was everything was right in fact a lot of them didn't even check the inside of their bag because they knew everything was right now let's be real you go to some other places you're always checking the bag because you're like they got this wrong they didn't have the fries they got the wrong this the wrong that they didn't put no one goes back and has to check very often a chick-fil-a bag because they believe in quality so my point is, yes, charge more, but you make sure you got the things that matter to your customer wrapped up. I'm talking about delivering at a high value. You know, you're going to hear a lot of different ways. That's my way of thinking, right? You can choose whatever you want, 
But I realized the moment you start trying to price where the market is and where and underneath the market, people inherently, we don't like cheap things. We like quality things. And for the most part, we're willing to pay for good quality. Okay. Nobody buys a terrible uh, car and goes, well, this was better for me. People buy a very good quality car for what they can afford. But if they had the option to buy uh, a Tesla and, 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 they, and they could, most people would just go buy a Tesla. Most people would just go buy whatever the premium thing is in whatever industry, right? Like, you know, women with purses, you know, uh, because of, you know, pricing, most women will just buy something simple that they can get from a regular retail store. But if they could and they could pay for the quality of a, of a Louis Vuitton every single day, they would because they understand the quality of it, right? Uh, not just the branding, but the quality of the bag, the quality of the whatever the thing is, right? So that's why they can continue to charge more because you're going to also get your quality. So make sure you do that, all right? I know I harped on that, but that's a really important point. All right, last one, number four. This one um, is really important and there's a couple of elements to it. The biggest mistake that I think we make, we neglect self-care. We start building a business. We get all focused on the business. We're spending all hours of the business. And part of self-care is what I think uh, wherever you get your refueling from. Some of us refuel uh, with our family. Some of us refuel around people. Some of us re recharge and refuel by ourselves, right? Whatever your flavor is, um, don't neglect that as you build a business. It does not mean that for a little while you have to sacrifice some things. Yes, we're all... We all wake up every day building a side business and we have to make a decision. Am I going to watch this show that I've been dying to watch and, and, and spend seven hours watching it, binge watching it, or am I going to put seven hours into my side business that could potentially increase my revenue and pay down, uh, as Alex would say, pay down my ignorance tax, right? Like it's, it's a thing. So yes, there might be some time where you do that, but I don't want you like, you know, I, I talk to my wife all the time, like uh, one of the rules in my house. And this is a, one that I live by for myself. Uh, you first, right? Like you first, you first doesn't mean business all the day, every day. You first might mean going to get a massage. You first might mean ladies go get your nails done. You first might actually mean reading a book because you like reading. Um, in my wife's case, my wife, I, I she loves, uh, she hadn't been able for years. She couldn't find she couldn't find a place to do pottery. She loves pottery. She likes making pottery. So I found a place where she can go make pottery. And I pay for it. It's not because I'm trying to score points, that part too, but it's because it refuels her. It's her happy place. I don't want to throw pots. So I'm not going in there. However, it's what my wife likes. For her, that refuels her. So you've got to figure out, like, what refuels you? What do you like doing? Do you like going on a hike? Do you like driving, right? Do you just like driving around? Do you enjoy traveling? Do you, uh, like, what do you like to do? And by the way, for those of you who are busy at work every day and you put off you and you don't even know what the heck you like to do, I'm sorry, that, that to me is DEFCON 5 alert. You've done everything for everybody else but yourself for so long. You don't even know what you like anymore. That's a problem. I'm just going to be honest with you. 
And you got to get, you got to get, so I want you to write it down, do something, but you got to start saying me first. I know you love your children, but your children will drain every single bit of energy and don't care that they continue to do it. But a lot of it is because we let them. My boys, um, even when they were young, we do date nights. They don't include our kids. And there would come a point where, you know, they would start asking, hey, where are y'all going? We're going on a date night. Okay. They just learn like, okay, that's their time. But you, you got to make that a thing. In fact, um, I make uh, self-care and you first time important to the point that I know like the things that my wife likes to do that doesn't involve me. And so when she likes to do those things, I get out of her way and I make sure the boys are out of her way too. Hey, mom's doing her thing. Relax. You need something, come talk to me. Or nine times out of 10, you really didn't need anything. You just are used to always asking for it. It, it really, ha you have to set some boundaries, even with your children. Neglecting self-care, I think is a tragedy. All in the name of what? Yeah, like, listen, I'm an advocate for building your, your side business. I'm an advocate for saying, you know, go hard, do what you need to do. I ain't saying kill yourself to do it though. I will never say that. Right. I will never say that. I will never tell you that. But you got to know the difference between self-care and just being lazy and not wanting to do and procrastinating. Right. That's a whole personal journey. You know, for me, my self-care is uh, I may play some video games. I like watching my cars. Um, I listen to podcasts. I Obviously, uh, I do podcasting, but I, I there's podcasts that I listen to because they refuel me. They provide interesting conversation and perspective on things that I like talking about, that I like learning about. I, I, I listen to audiobooks while at the same time reading the book. That's something I like doing. You've got to figure out what it is for you. You've got to figure that out. Do not go another day putting yourself off for the kids, the spouse, the job, the deliverable, the whatever. You, you I'm telling you, the more you neglect you, double everybody else will. And they just will. Not because they're inconsiderate, not because they're, they, it's just because you don't think about you and you're not putting yourself first. So being drained, being overworked, being all those other things, some of that becomes self-inflicted because we've, 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 we've allowed assumptive natures to become the default way that people come at us. And that's got to change. It's got to change and you got to get a grip on it. Okay. So um, those are the four. So listen, if if you enjoyed this, do me a favor. Um, one of the things with the podcast is it's really important that you leave us a review. Like really important. Podcasts only get discovered by word of mouth and reviews with social proof. So if you enjoyed this, leave me a review and feel free to share this episode with anybody that you care about, right? Um, these mistakes are, they happen all the time, but I think it's it's important that we start to focus on uh, being more aware of these things and putting our own plans in place to, to get around them, okay? Thank you guys so much for listening. I cannot wait uh, to see you again in the next episode. Stay tuned, go over to our YouTube channel. Make sure that you subscribe there as well to the Grow Your Side Business uh, podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for watching. I hope all is going well with you this week and go take some massive action and avoid these mistakes. More importantly, do the right things. 
Get set yourself those goals. Make sure you're managing your time for real. Focused time is much better than sporadic time. Um, don't underprice your product or service. I truly believe in you know price above the competition. Just deliver more than what the competition will provide, and don't neglect self care. Okay. Thank you so much. Have a great, incredible day. I'll catch you guys in the next episode.